right, guys, we're back better than ever. We've had a few issues this morning. <laughs> Couple malfunctions. Couple meltdowns as well, but we moved. Welcome back to How Did We Get Here podcast. podcast. Woo-hoo. <laughs> um, so, guys, how have you been? Good. <laughs> it's been a morning. It's been a morning. Shambolic, um, shambolic vibes. Yeah, but what? today we're going to be talking about Current events. Current events, navigating your 20s. So we got a few DMs and we asked on our um, podcast Instagram as well, if you don't follow us, you should. Now. Um, about like what we should talk about. And we've had a few people say navigating your 20s. And I feel like that's a topic that always comes up. Yeah. Mm. So we're going to talk about it today. We're going to give the people what they want. Well, um. before we get into it, I just wanted to mention a few things. I feel like it's been a bit of a shambles, you know. It but has. anyway. Uh, I wanted to mention a few things that's been like happening in the world. Uh, firstly, the race report that came out by the UK. Did, did you guys like see about it? No, I'm not gonna lie, I haven't. So basically, um, following the Black Lives Matter movement, they done an inquiry into um, race in this country, racism, <clears throat> and um, they basically found from their found. Fa- from their findings that the UK is basically uh, the blueprint for other countries to follow and this country is mm. not institutionally racist. Interesting. And um, it caused a lot of uproar, rightly so, because I, f- I feel like it kind of negates black people or BAME people's like lived experiences. Mm. And one of the chairs of that um, race report was a black man. I can't remember his name. And some of the people on that um, panel were black people, people from ethnic minorities. And it's kind of like, before this report started, Boris said that he doesn't think that this country is institutionally racist. So, and your government don't doesn't think that you're institutionally racist. So mm. you, you've put your results so that... But I don't feel like any, any government would actually say that they so are then, institutionally yeah, but Why racist? do the report if you're not going to admit to your faults? Do you know what I mean? Mm. And doing and having that report come but out... But what, what was included people, in the report, though? I don't even know. I think they've just kind of looked at different, like, workforces and they've kind of looked at stats to kind of see the correlation between, like, wealth and um, ethnic yeah, minorities. Yeah, there's a like, massive gap in that. But they were saying it was more to do with social class rather than race. Oh, is it? Yeah, but I think the issue that... The thing that bothers me there is that you can just see it in different workforces. Yes, maybe... Because um, if you're looking at um, people who live at the, in the most like deprived areas of the UK... It's mostly ethnic like, minorities yeah, don't ethnic live minorities. there. No, I'm saying like, for example... Deprived areas. Yeah, because London, which is one of the most richest cities in yeah. the UK, is, <laughs> has more ethnic minorities. Yeah. And if you go to places up north, you see less black people, less okay. ethnic minorities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're really poor. Okay. But you're not looking at the fact that most ethnic minorities live in the biggest cities. Mm, okay. Do you know, get what I mean? So they're saying social class, but no, no ethnic minorities live there. So of mm. course you're gonna see a disparity in your results. If I you were so, to look yeah. at, if you were looking at inner city London people, and if you looked at a disparity within welfare, yeah, I get what you're it saying. clearly shows There's a massive that diff- black yeah. people and ethnic minorities are um, worse off. And I feel like something like that coming out is so detrimental to like mm. black people and other ethnic minorities because 
you're then you go to HR with an issue about race and they're like, yeah, but we've we're not institutionally racist. It negates what you feel and it negates mm-hmm. what you. Feel but through. I feel like that's the, that goes to like the last episodes where you like were saying like the capitalist system. I feel like, I feel like in terms of like the income and stuff. If you go like if you go to Peckham, yeah, mm. and you see like the like let's just say there's bare chicken shops, there's yeah. I feel like it's all structured, like they know what they're doing, yeah, yeah. they know how to keep people in especially in the, like yeah, in the, in the and they know yeah. also that there is a lot of ethnic minorities within that area where they don't want probably to like consume good things for, like for example this is just like a pure example where i went king's cross there's bare vegan shops there's bare health shops like they don't the people are not out there consuming shit stuff like yeah. obviously that they will be consuming that will probably affect like their way of thinking and stuff but when you go back to south you see all this cheap chocolate shop because they know people will consume it they know people like are less not they're not deprived and but, also like what people make matches what kind of food they have there exactly, like their income yeah. so like if you're now making x y and z to keep the rich rich and the poor poor man yeah and i feel like it's really important like when things like this come out for people to a call it out and speak about mm. it and also um it's important for people to understand that even though the system is kind of like against us mm it's important to kind of know what is going on around you. Yeah, yeah, if you yeah, see yeah, a report 100%. coming that and a, a report like that coming out, then it's kind of like, oh, so is this like all in my head or whatever? Mm-mm-mm. It kind of places like self-doubt in you. And I feel like it's really important to understand the society that we're living yeah. in and the way that they want us to think and the, and the way that they have positioned people in the media to kind of influence the way that they think like but, yeah when the- but i feel like it would always be indirect though like 100 i feel like i completely agree with you people should like educate themselves and critically analyze like this report that you're saying yeah. not just following and be like okay yeah our system isn't racist or it's not a racist report but like you said there are things that are not outlined there and the government or not even the government but they will never the system will never outline that they are racist like it will never happen yeah but i think yeah. it's, it's also I don't know. It's just so mad because I feel like when you come into the working world, the way how racism is in this country is so subtle that yeah. something will happen and be like, that that's even happen? more scary because yeah. it's not direct. You don't even yeah. know. Like, yeah. something will happen and then you're sitting in the stuff room and you deep in your like, bro, she actually just. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's yeah, mad. I feel like it's, it's what you guys <laughs> are saying. It's the thing about subtle racism yeah. that really affects people. But I was going to say, should we talk about, like, France as well? And about how, like, yeah. the fact that now they've allowed um, people to have sex with 12-year-olds, but then you're not allowed to wear a hijab. The bill hasn't been passed yet, but that's what they're trying to pass. But guys, just deep that, yet. though. That's actually crazy. Because, yeah. like, that goes to show where their priorities lie. Like, their priorities to... lie in oppressing people that don't... Islam poses such a threat to the Western world because it negates everything that the West is trying to yeah. impose onto us. That France is so shook, they're so spun, they're like, they don't mm. want any of it. But do you know what? That actually makes people want to wear yeah, it more. Yeah, like when I went to Paris, I've seen like young Muslim girls and they still have their scarf on, they're still doing their yeah. things, their calf start opening up with like um like hijabi MR and everything like it's something like if you don't want it, we're gonna show you that we are yeah, still gonna do it. Yeah, do you get it? Yeah. Definitely. Which I fully like. I fully respect. Yeah. But it's not easy. Um, 
But yeah, I can imagine like probably like it will restrict them from jobs and stuff. Yeah, I think yeah. I think the whole like France, the way they've been dealing with things is actually really embarrassing because I'm not I know French people, but like it's just the it's a thing of where you're creating people to feel like they can't be who they want to be or mm. live the way they want to live because now wearing a headscarf symbolizes that they might be a threat to someone yeah. and it's just like to make younger people that grow up because france is widely populated with like muslim backgrounds right yeah so like for now them to be growing up and trying to still follow their faith but then also feeling like they have to you know it's like, brilliant fam it's yeah just brilliant. like even people like what you were saying about earlier about having to take off your scarf in order to land a job and mm, things like that. Yeah. That's just so, 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 like, sad. And it, it just shows that, like, the world is just a really, like, deep, dark place when you really think about it. I'm not trying to be really, like, <laughs> pessimistic, but, yeah. No, but I'm grateful that we're, like, like we can obviously wear our scarves here and still work and stuff and we're not yeah, experiencing well, like, as much. Yeah, well, like, when I went, like, I noticed that, we have so much opportunity here that we're kind of like underestimating. Yeah, because you know yeah. when I've been to like Italy and stuff um, with my friends, like remember like their hijabis, we're sitting in like um, like a coffee shop or whatever and mm. literally people are just like staring yeah. at them. Yeah. And I felt uncomfortable for them because it's yeah. like we're literally having pastries and like people are literally just looking at them like they've yeah. never seen someone wearing a headscarf It's so stupid. Before. Like, even when I was in Spain, I don't know if I told you that, but, like, obviously we were sitting in a restaurant and the guy was proper airing us for calling him to, like, order. The guy was airing us because me and my friend had our scarves on. And yeah. even in, when I went there, I didn't feel the racism, though. Like, when I was in Barcelona, I was like, it's fine. But then you start to pick up, like, Little small behaviour. Yeah. yeah, It's just like, are you actually serious? Like, Yeah, even, like, you know, with me, I'm very sensitive. So I feel like even with the same. way people move their eyes or the way they, yeah. like, the way someone would sigh before they serve you, it's like, things like that mm. really trigger you. I'm like, do but you know what? Do you know what? Yeah, I feel like, as well, that could either, like, hit you positively or negatively, depending on how you could, like, take it on. Yeah. And for me, I was like, mate, I don't care, bro. I'm wearing my scarf straight up. If you don't want to serve me, save. Well, we got up, I'm like, I'm not eating here. I'm not giving you my money, bro. Goodbye. But I think, yeah, oh, my God. You know, it's so important as, like, whether you're an ethnic minority, whether you're hijabi, as a woman, like, it's really important to have that self-confidence yeah. and to be grounded and, co- and like, just so sure of yourself that you just don't let t- people take you for Wallah. idiot. Like, I just feel Wallah. like... I don't know. I feel like they love to <laughs> un- underestimate you in this world mm. and not on it. No, but you know what? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm going to be throwing you guys the best stories, but there was actually a time where I was interviewing for a job, yeah? Mm. And it was like... It was like... it was. I don't know if you guys know City Cruise... But it's like the London, like for the tourists yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And you need to like wear a uniform and stuff. Like, cause uh-huh. of, it's like not flight attendant, but similar to that. And then there was a lady there. There was, I was literally the only hijabi in that room. Mm. Wallah, like bare people, just only hijabi. And then we had to stand up and like, um, do like a, do like a, like a scenario conference or whatever. Like it was like a, a show that we had to show them. Okay. Obviously with my scarf, like they're all probably there thinking, oh, like she's not going to, she's not going to pass because she has a scarf on or whatever. Yeah. And that wasn't part of the uniform as well. Not that they told me not to, but you can tell. Yeah. You had to look like all pretty hair out and all of that. And then, alhamdulillah, I got the job. So the next day I went, I went to get coffee in the cafe and then some lady was like to me, oh, hey, were you there yesterday? I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, you know, like I'm a hijab and I took my scarf off because I thought they wouldn't give it to me. Oh my God. She's like, but after I've seen now that you've got your job with your scarf on, like I feel so bad. Like I should have just firmed it and just obviously carried on and just showed them my actual skills then 
you just being influenced. Yeah, but that goes to your... show like how it's affected people. Yeah, wallah. In the sense that now she's literally taking off her yeah. item of clothing that represents because she fought because, that. Yeah, I was like, listen, girl, you must get your. It's so true because even when I was applying for um, nursing, I remember like I've never, I never have been to an interview before that, and I had an interview at Middlesex. And I was like, I am not wearing my abaya because mm. I don't want it. To, like, they said to dress professionally. So I wore, like, jeans, trousers or whatever. Yeah. Came to the interview. And then um, I remember the I got slated in that interview. Boys triggering. Um, <laughs> and then I didn't get the place there. And then for the rest of my, I was like, you idiot. So you've left your house, taken off your abaya. And you didn't even get, get the, the job, bloody um, oh, position. Yeah, you just feel a bit like... Yeah, you yeah, just feel like yeah. a mug. And then for the rest of my interviews, I was like, do you know what? I'm going to go. I'm not wearing makeup. I'm going to wear my abaya. I'm going to show people this is who I this am, blah, blah, blah. And then every single one of my interviews after that, I got it. Yeah. Do you know what? It's because your actual that. personality see, comes, comes out. That's what sure they see anyway. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, like obviously, there are some that are kind of like racist or whatever. Like they would discriminate because you have a scarf on. There's, there's that stereotype. But even so, I would rather not get a job because your racist yeah and you exactly have a with me rather than me putting this facade of myself yeah, Allah. and as well mm-hmm. like if you do put your trust in Allah Allah will guide you and help yeah, you through it and get you definitely. through it I feel like that's a good point to go on to like navigating your, your, your 20s, 20s and stuff. yeah and like even that experience like now I would never ever like compromise yeah compromise. Any, any part of myself like to get a job or whatever but in that point I was like 17 and I was like oh, I really want to get to uni mm. and like for me I was mm. like I'd rather like take off my abaya and mm. come across a certain way to get this position yeah and I feel like you you're faced with loads of hurdles Mm-mm. like that once uh-huh, when yeah. you start growing up and once you start leaving that bubble yeah so like how what is like one of the hardest things or what is something that made you realize that you had to like build your self confidence or like be true to yourself like growing up like in your twenties. I think me from secondary was me trying to find myself, but I was more focused in trying to get my um, GCSEs. After I got that, oh, you're so good, bruv. I had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> I came back from Egypt because I was I was telling you guys earlier that when I was I didn't do year seven, eight, or nine. Like I fully just came back from Egypt and I started in the end of year ten. I did not know how to read English or my, like oh, I didn't know how to read and write. I was so embarrassed. You know when the teacher picks you read. I'm like, no, not me. <laughs> it was all like it was that bad. But alhamdulillah, like I had to like obviously work hard and got my GCSEs. But then after when I went to sixth form, I think that's when I started to notice like. Um, I don't know like I feel like I was still a child but I still was noticing a bit more like the reality of things yeah. but I think it hit me more when I went into uni and I saw obviously you're, you're surrounded with different mm. age groups different adults and stuff I think that kind of helped me grow a bit more um, but uni did definitely make me um, mature up a bit more and take life a bit more seriously but also you gotta like enjoy life <laughs> have fun <laughs> yeah no I think I think the same to be honest I think I was saying earlier that like turning 22 was probably the period when I feel like I felt the most change Mm. in terms of like my personality and also becoming um more confident and sure of myself because I feel like the transition from 20 to 21 I was a bit like whatever but then being in lockdown it's like it actually helps you to develop Mm. so much and then I think also being confident came from the fact that now I'm in third year I'm getting good grades like I'm I'm actually like I'm Everything that I wanted to do, I'm proving that I can do it. And I feel like when you start to like fulfill your own 
ambitions and desires you start to have a sense of confidence that comes yeah. from that and I think also like becoming um someone who has like a lot of mixed friendship groups I think sometimes I get really like like yeah. pulled to different sides and I'm like I'm more of a floater like I'm not I'm not like I'm not just stuck to one group yeah, like yeah, I have no. like a lot of different people I that I hang so out important, with especially yeah like, and I feel like young. that can cloud how you become like in terms mm. of like confidence and stuff because mm. sometimes like you can hang out with people that make you feel like what you're doing is a good thing yeah. and then other people could be like oh why are you trying to practice or like yeah. da, da, da. like I have That's had so that true. before but then I think just especially like knowing that you yourself as a person will always know what you go through like what mm. we were saying earlier like you're never gonna no one knows what you go yeah. through and no one walks in your shoes so I think believing in yourself and also just like literally having faith in yourself in the mm. sense that you can do whatever you want yeah. and just don't always listen to other people because people don't live your life and they don't know what you do in your mm. own time and your thoughts and the way you are as a person so. I think just adding on to that I feel like it's so important to have like a variety of different friends not just stick to that you know schoolgirl yeah, group like that bitchy yeah. mentality of just you know being like very like nonchalant mm. like because oh. it's yeah it's so important because you learn so much from different people even if they're not in the same industry even if like they're completely yeah. off like i found it so interesting because you can have different conversations with different people like and their mindset as well and just the way they think and as well yeah. you can see how that will probably influence you throughout your 20s. and I feel like also like in third year was a period when I met my best friends like because mm. I think first year and second year I was like first year I was just doing whatever and just going out partying like I didn't really think anything of it second year I started to get it together and then third year was like I was the time when I realized like my real friends are like mm -hmm. people that I met like just at the end of third year and it's sad that I met them so late but I wouldn't have it any other way because it's like you I feel like if I met them in first year we wouldn't be friends mm -hmm. throughout uni but like I think also making friends in first year is really hard because it's like I'm gonna be honest with you you don't really keep those friends like forever like mm -hmm. that you meet in first year in my opinion I, I don't know for me like it was it. just like kind of like oh like these are more like you realize they don't have your best interests at heart it's when more you're just like, like on the rise yeah like yeah. we're just on the yeah. rise and then i just realized these are some fake ass people so i gotta gotta Deuces. dip but yeah Deuces. what about you marion what do you think um about like building confidence and like finding yourself as a woman i feel like it's so difficult at this age because guys we, we're recording this for the second time so we're gonna keep saying as we said before <laughs> yeah because so. little shambolic business happens but um, yeah carry on so like, as we mentioned before, like, you know, when you're, what am I even saying? Second, Basic, first year. Yeah, yeah. I feel like when you're mm. um, younger, you kind of live in this bubble and you kind of all have the same thoughts and you're all in the same stages of life. And then yeah. as you get older and as you, I feel like every year since I've turned like 19 has been like a pivotal year of me changing. Mm. Like, even if to other people, they might not see that I've changed that much, but... I feel like my mindset has changed. Mm. What I want in life has changed. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like you're going to keep growing. So when you're in your 20s and you're kind of like, I just don't really know what I'm doing and I don't really know what I want from life. You need to kind of take in the ride. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And also like me and Mariam and Emma were saying earlier that like the hardest thing about being in your 20s is the fact that everyone's on different paths. Mm. Yeah. And like you have like, 
I'm just gonna repeat it. But like, I literally have a friend that's having a baby in six weeks. So it's like, and then I have friends that literally like can't go out yeah. past eleven. So think about that. Like you literally, you're all your friends are doing that different things. Yeah, They're living yeah. their different yeah. lives. So like, for you to now come and think that you should be like living the, the same person life as them. next to you like you yeah. shouldn't do that so what i'm trying to say is do things that work for you do things that you think you know don't always allow people to pass judgment just allow yourself yeah. to like mm-hmm. come into your own because it's hard your 20s are hard like people mm-hmm. are doing their own thing people don't care about and you don't have a manual like you've been yeah. told since the age of three this is what you're going to do then you come out into the world and it's just like so yeah what do so I do don't now? beat yourself yeah. up yeah. about it like if your friends are having kids struggling. and your friends are getting married like just realize like god has his own time for everything yeah. and in life like he will guide you in a way where you don't even notice it but it's in mm, for the best yeah. way possible but to be yeah. honest i feel like it's like the law of attraction you literally live your life do what you need to do and whatever is good for you for your own kind of personality and your own like whatever path you've taken will come your way i've noticed it yeah and i think also you know in life i feel like you you can either i feel like you should just not chase happiness but i think you should chase what is important what makes to you, you happier mm, because yeah. at the end of the day what i deem as important is going to be different, different to someone yeah. else so when you're in your yeah. 20s, I feel like you're going to see one person like chasing mm. the bag. The next person is going to be like chasing mm. love. The next person is going to be chasing something else. And that's fine for everyone, but you need to do what's important to yeah, you. Yeah, and yeah. that might mean that you're going to sacrifice other stuff. Like, I feel like social media kind of paints a picture that you need to have it all by like a certain age. And yeah. it's just not realistic. Like, you might choose to like travel the world and gain experiences and you're going to be broke. Yeah. You don't have to be like, oh, I'll put a deposit on my house by the age of 25 and stuff like that. Yeah. I feel like you should just do what's important to you. And if that means that something else is going to take a backseat for a while, if if that's what you want to do, that's fine. Like, and just I, not, yeah, not getting sucked into the pressure yeah. of society, to be honest. Just having your own kind of like goals and expectations, do that. And even like we were talking earlier, I'm going to say this again, yeah, <laughs> but I was telling Adam and um, Karima about the, fi- there's like two types of mindsets. I was reading a book about it mm-hmm. and it said like, you've got the fixed mindset and the growth mindset. And the fixed mindset is like, if you've done, if you've like set a goal or whatever and you haven't achieved it, it's like, you're going to sit there and beat yourself up for it and be like, oh, why haven't I achieved it? Like basically making yourself feel, feeling sorry for yourself instead yeah. of mm. having more like a growth mindset of going back and be like all right what did i do wrong here what what can i learn from here yeah. what can be improved so there's like these types of kind of mindsets that obviously everyone should kind of be like towards the growth one but um <laughs> but yeah i agree with you definitely it is it is it's hard for a lot of young people now yeah. especially even like trying to figure out what they want to do like what like what yeah. career they want to get yeah, into yeah we were saying earlier that like you're literally meant to choose your career path at like 17, 17 or, yeah, eight, or 18, 18. Like, yeah. you, you're expected to know what you want to do for the rest of your life at such a young age and that's why i said choosing your career at that period in your life it's not a thing where you should be super stressed about mm-hmm. it like let's say you do a career uh, let's say you do a degree for example and it's like i don't know not exactly what you want to do you need to remember that most degrees you can kind of like maneuver like when you go into the working world unless it's yeah unless it's obviously something like medicine or nursing which you actually have to train for but I think Mm -hmm. like don't put so much pressure on yourself about figuring out what you have to do like right now just kind of like allow yourself to ease into your 20s because your 20s is like a really big period when you Mm -hmm. start to learn about yourself you start to 
distinguish between your values and what you believe in and how mm. you actually treat other people and the way that you need to like take care of yourself before you can take care of the next person yeah. like and also it's such a special time like you will never ever 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 Get have a time in your life yeah. that you are going to have this much free time that you're going to have yeah. this much health that you're going to have like it's this actually much such a ability to kind of maneuver and make mistakes so mm-hmm. just enjoy learn boy and one thing that i've learned about working with older people and having like older patients and stuff like take pride in your youth because they're like you're never gonna get this time back in what i would give to be in your situation like be your age now that's making you want to cry yeah like you know my patients all the time they literally they inspire me all the time i had this one patient and um oh my god i don't know but he became my therapist like one day i was just pissed off or something and then um he just asked, he was like, oh, how old are you? You're so young. And I was telling him, I think I was 21 at the time. Um, and he was like, what do you like about your job and what don't you like? And I was basically explaining to him, like, I'm not sure if I, like, I just don't see myself working till I'm like 65, like yeah. as a nurse yeah. and stuff, because I can't come and die. And then after <laughs> he was telling me, imagine he trained as a pharmacist. And then he worked as a pharmacist for like a year. Then he just done locum, which is basically you just do shifts whenever you want. Mm-hmm. Then he went into music. Oh, wow. And he done and he done that for a while. Then he had yeah. his own business. Then he got rid of that. Then he done this. And he was like to me, you cannot put yourself into this box of mm, you need to be one thing. One thing and yeah. he was, what was he, like in his 60s or something? And he trained as a pharmacist all those years ago. But he still like when we'll give his medication and stuff, he'll be like, like questioning us and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you still will have those. You will still benefit from what you've done, even yeah. though if you might change your career path. And like he became like a businessman and everything. Yeah, and yeah I feel like what Mariam's saying is like you can do whatever you want. Just like, see the world as your the oyster. world is its your yeah. like. And also when it comes to being someone who is a bit shy, because I feel like. I'm going to speak for the shy girls out here, yeah. When I was younger, I was quite shy. And I I feel like I was quite reserved. But you need to understand that being shy and being reserved is not a bad thing. Like, if you are one, if you are a person watching now that's super, like, reserved, just remember that life is mm. is literally your playing field. Like, and when, you, when you're maturing into who you want to become, like, you need to allow yourself to just do whatever you want try new things don't like do you think i would ever be here sitting here doing a podcast like i was so shy like when i I was a kid i was like i couldn't look people in the eye still today like i'm working on it because it's coming from a place of practice but it's like you need like i some of the things you're gonna do when you're in your 20s is like something that you would never imagine so just don't ever hold yourself back and just like appreciate Mm. appreciate every moment like i know this is soppy but like honestly like it's just it's like full circle and i feel like i I saw this thing on um instagram yesterday and it was like it's better to say oops than to say what if oh my god and i feel like that is so important when you're at this stage in your life it's like sometimes you're gonna do stuff and it's gonna flop and that's fine it's it's better to say oops than to sit there when you're like 60 and be like oh i wish i'd done this i wish i'd done that and i have so many patients or so many like colleagues who will tell me like, you know, I wish I'd done this or I think I would have been really good at yeah, this, yeah, but yeah. I chose like to do something else. Yeah. And it's like, just do it. The worst that could happen 
is it flops? That yeah. is literally the worst that could and happen. And even from that, you know you, where you went and wrong. And you learn yeah. something yeah. from there as well. So A lot of it is fear, though. A lot of people I notice have fear. And that's even from myself. Like, when I was going to go abroad, I was I was literally shook. I'm like, I'm about to go all the way to Hong Kong on my own. There's no family there. There's no nothing. Obviously, at that time, I still wasn't working that much. So I didn't have that much income to f- support me as well. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the hell? So obviously the experiences that happened there but you learn so much like it's made me grow so much made me yeah. learn how to take my own responsibility and stuff and so like looking back aren't you so happy that you did right that changed me so much I was, literally that life that that year was like a life in a year like you know the way you talk about it, your, it. Li- your eyes light up yeah, it's so like, cute I, yeah. like i feel, I feel like, like oh, no <laughs> i don't think i can live back there but do you know because it was so because it was in my 20s and when i went and done that it changed me so much like before i was telling you guys before i was like so yeah. not traditional but I was against so many things like I was a bit arrogant as well like but yeah. that experience helped me learn so much even about like life what's important people communication and what I kind of like admire and see How, mm. like what I what I find more important do you get it like I, I've kind of like yeah basically shaped me and I feel like what you said on our recording that's been deleted um, about <laughs> how when you came back everyone was still doing oh, yeah. the same like thing lord and i feel like yeah. when you whether you travel just going on holiday or if you ever live abroad mm. it's so important to like experience the people yeah, yeah because 100%. that's what's going to change your mindset yeah. and it you, tests yourself to yeah. be honest yeah i would say like when covid obviously opens like more opportunities for us if you do get the opportunity to travel like please take it because there's nothing there's never gonna like marion so there's never gonna be a time in your life where you're going to have an opportunity to be young, to travel, Mm. to have no responsibilities and just literally live your authentic Mm. self. Like when you're older, yeah, like when you're older, you're going to look back and you're just going to be like, like all the trips I've been on, I'm so grateful to God Mm. because it's actually shaped me as well. Because you like seeing people from other parts of the world, like, it's so it's like eye-opening to the point where it's like you notice how small london is yeah and you you notice how when you cry over little small problems like it's like you're literally like oh my god like i'm literally moaning but people like for example when i went to jamaica like they literally live in huts but it's like they're so happy like they're literally so happy and they you can see it in the way they're so carefree Mm. the whole like lifestyle is just like relaxed yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. i think just to wrap I think we should wrap, wrap up, up yeah. but I think if everyone goes around and just says one one golden gem to pass on to the people. And what following on what you said is I would say don't be careful in what you place your happiness in mm. because mm. there's certain things if you place your happiness in that you will never find happiness. Yeah. Um so that's what I would say. Like if you're seeking happiness in like worldly things you're never, ever, ever going to be fulfilled because mm. there's always going to be a bigger house. There's always going to be a better car. There's always going to be more money to be made. You will never, ever, ever be satisfied. He, yeah, humans are greedy, man. You'll never be happy with yeah, what you've so got. Yeah, so change what you, um, what, what you seek, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seek happiness in other things, like... Yeah, and I was just going to say, lastly, like, don't look for validation in friendships because... At the end of the day, like, I'm speaking from a place of experience. Losing friends is actually sometimes the biggest blessing mm. that you can experience because there'll be times where you think that people need to stay in your life forever, but that's not the case. Losing friends is actually God taking out people from your life that you 
that never needed to be there in the first place. And if they did, they taught you a lesson. Mm. And having someone teach you a lesson is more valuable than someone staying in your life for a temporary period and just not bringing anything to it. Any benefit, So yeah. just losing friends is not a bad thing, guys. Growing up and maturing and becoming your best, like, version of who you want to be is 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 the most important thing. Like, don't ever allow someone to now make you feel bad for having friends like They're come not and go you, yeah. it's not it's not I deep, think that like, it's important to note that like it's fine to lose bad friends but also value your friendship yeah no I, i'm not long. i'm not condoning this cut off culture because yeah. i don't agree with it but i do agree with the fact that literally people are placed in your life for a purpose yeah, yeah, it's yeah. for a lesson or it's a blessing like mm. it's like some people are going to stay forever some people are going to be there for i don't know a yeah, year yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. that's okay yeah. that's okay like i need to I'm telling myself that that's okay. Like, yeah, yeah. it's not a bad thing. I think it's going learning. back onto that point, just to wrap it up quickly, um, like, I think I would give a piece of advice just to make sure that you're getting the correct guidance from the correct people. Um, so mm-hmm. this is like, for example, maybe like whatever career you want to get into, whatever, if it's maybe you're not fat, you're maybe not your mum or dad to look back on and ask them like questions in terms of what will help you. I'd say read on it and follow your gut literally follow your gut and don't ever let anyone tell you you can't do anything especially yes. that politics teacher because he fully, oh yeah he fully told me that i could never be go i could never do politics at uni and i got a whole degree now so like degree, baby. Yeah. literally he literally said that to me like don't ever let anyone tell you that you can't do something especially teachers yeah yeah my teacher said i was gonna work in tesco but anyway Bruh. no are you serious <laughs> you can't be serious oh my um God. guys thank you so much for watching View this video, like this video, because we've been through a lot today. Thank you. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. Goodbye. Thanks for watching.